1: Show presented by and on
2: PulpMX.com.
1: Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races with
3: your host, Steve
4: Mathis. Welcome everybody. Fly Racing Auto 60 Show. We are live Friday, June 12th, 11 a.m. Pacific. Thank you for listening. 702-586-7857 702-586 Pulp. Let's talk some Supercross. Round 4 monster energy salt lake city supercross series has been happening aka round 14 of the monster energy supercross series the west series picked up that was exciting like that one it's good to see the west guys a lot deeper so thanks for listening appreciate it jason thomas michael antonovich will be on the show today and again your phone calls we are back in studio 702-586-7857 we are giving away a fly racing Uh, ogo layover bag today to a lucky caller and uh call in let's talk some salt lake city let's talk some supercross maybe some motocross coming up in indiana in the middle of july and uh thank you again to fly racing flyracing.com from your head to the toe fly racing's got you covered man formula helmet fr5 boots uh the goggle they've got out they've got the kinetic mesh out now it's getting hot and the kinetic mesh is basically hella vented and it works really well so please check out FlyRacing.com for more information on that. Of course, Blake Baggett, Justin Brayton, Zach Osborne, just crushing it. Osborne is crushing it in Salt Lake City, wearing Fly Racing gear. And, uh, yeah, and you're, if you're in the market for gear and you haven't worn Fly Racing and you maybe thought of it as, uh, you know, not your style or not your colors or whatever from years ago, well, check it out now, man. Please, uh, it, uh, it'll it be pretty good. So thank you to those guys. Pro Taper, Rockstar Energy, Husky, Geico, Honda, uh, Rockstar Husky Worldwide geico honda jgr and the chad reed all running pro taper products uh, the Sella start device is out now and whether it's a eight bar a uh, crossbarless bar or the uh contour bar or the um uh, uh full size with, with the crossbar pad they'll they'll have you dialed in thank you to protaper.com uh also thank you to get uh get get While you can, uh, a lot of teams in Europe use GET ignitions and data loggers and hourless wire meters, sister companies, Athena. They've got a ton of stuff going on as well, so thanks to the folks at GET. And also Max's tires, MXSTs, used by A-Ray. He rode really well this past Salt Lake City Supercross. Um, MXSTs are out and uh, developed by Jeremy McGrath. Great mountain bike tires as well. I use the Minions and uh, UTVs, light truck, that kind of stuff. Uh, Thanks to those guys for happening. Again, we're giving away a Fly uh, Racing OGO layover bag to a lucky caller on the show today. Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. With me, taking your calls, handling everything over there. The... Travis Marks?
3: Yo. What's up, bud? How are I'm you? back in my chair. You're back in your chair. <sighs> oh my gosh. It's you know, never felt this good. A, a,
4: and let me tell you, you're already doing a way better job <laughs> than the
3: usual Moto 60 producer. So. Uh, I won't comment on that, but uh, my skill set is high, even though this program is loose. Yeah, so yeah.
4: I, I uh, do what I can. What, do you, what have you thought of the Salt Lake City Supercrosses so far watching from here?
3: I thought they'd been great. I thought, well, the, the TV uh, program could use a little... Little love, I I think, well,
4: but yeah. Well, they're down staff, they're down yeah, cameras. Yeah, I, I get that. Can you tell that though? Can
3: you? Uh, at times, I feel like yes, but for the most part, no. I I think they've done a, a decent job. Um, you know, the the Ralphisms and Rickyisms have been on point. Uh, the the pre-show, what do you call that? The the one in the for qualifying, I forget what they oh, call yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, That one's rough. Is it? It's rough. Yeah, because <laughs> like it's super short. They don't really, they constantly like miss riders. They're they're showing interviews during qualifying. It's like we, nobody paying for that.
4: I know. I, that's Who a common. Who cares about that?
3: You saw my tweet to you. Yes that, yes, that is
4: what they're trying to do, man. They're trying to get... Talk. Look at Jet Lawrence. <sighs> He's 16. He's in a hot tub. Look at Jet. Nobody like,
3: watching qualifying cares about bro,
4: that. Bro, they're all hardcore fans. Uh, they yeah. want to watch qualifying. I, I'm with you. They want to see... Forkner and Hunter Lawrence yeah you know what I mean that's the stuff I, I I'm totally with you but they will never change they, they're not going to do that and don't talk shit on my buddy Ricky
3: don't you ever <laughs> Ricky, for the most part has been pretty good I'll give him that right. uh the racing's been awesome though yeah it's been great having what races about couple like of days.
4: yeah I was gonna say what about that as a fan like I'm wrapped into it like it's what what we do it's what I what what you know I'm balls deep in this thing but for you it's like hey shit Sunday, Wednesday, yeah,
3: yeah. It, the the Sunday to Wednesday goes so quick, like you don't expect it, and then all of a sudden it's Wednesday, and obviously with Fanny's, fantasy and stuff, it's it's even more exciting. But yeah, it's been great. We we'll, we're a little spoiled, but uh, it'll be tough to go back to once a week.
4: And dude, we had a mutter, we had a hot dry race, we had we've had everything,
3: everything you can ask for. Yeah, no, which it, is crazy. It's, it's nuts, right? So
4: so uh, all right, let's get JT on the line if you can fly yep. race at Moto sixty show, uh, and uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk some. Um, We'll talk some supercross here. Um and again, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh West Coast picked up. Austin Forkner goes wire to wire for the win. Ferrandes gets second. Ferrandes re- rode pretty well. Um uh, Justin Cooper, oh man, he's gotta be he's gotta be hating it, man. He came in uh I wanna say was it seven points or something down? Um and, and now it's it's eleven for him. He got passed, he was in second, so uh yeah, he did he needs some uh some help there. For this round coming up on this uh, in a couple days on Sunday, and other than that, man, uh, Mcadoo was was a real uh, breakout star in the 250 West series. I thought Mcadoo did really well. He uh, obviously got on the podium, second career podium, passed Cooper, uh, did did really well. So uh, he was uh, he was great. Uh, Mcadoo was. Other than that, Ferrandis, Forkner, and Cooper were the stars of that that coast, and I think they will be going forward for the rest of them uh we'll see though we'll see what happens 450 class obviously Webb just uh he rode great and uh took the win um it was an interesting race cuz Eli just got buried and did some really good work to come up now did I think he'd get a little closer to Osborne probably the hammer down you know hair on fire Eli Tomac we've seen probably catches Osborne but he just he wasn't quite as excellent as normal he was very good he just wasn't as excellent as he normally was i felt like this past weekend so 702-586-7857 702-586 pulp if you want to uh, talk some supercross let's get to our first guest here uh from fly racing flyracing.com it's jason thomas what's up jt how are you
1: i'm good how are you doing?
4: i'm good man yeah just uh, back in studio you know so cool taking calls hanging out um yeah it uh it's it's been it's been a good series, JT, the Salt Lake Races, considering we had all that time off and everything yeah. else. I, I think it's been really good racing. Uh the first Sunday, you're like, Oh man, this track is this track blows. And you know, obviously the layout was easy anyways, and then the track kind of blew chunks because of the weather, and you're like, Oh, I hope it's not I hope we're not seeing six more of these. But it really hasn't been. It's been good track designs, good dirt for the most part. We had a mutter in there. Overall, four rounds of Salt Lake City. It's been good.
1: Yeah, it's been a little bit of everything. Uh, the, The track design at the first one left a lot to be desired for, in my opinion. But I also feel that was a strategic move on their part to warm everybody back up to Supercross again. So yeah, if you, if you wanted to judge it based off the first round due to weather and dirt and track design, we were headed down a dark path there, but I thought they did a great job of turning this thing around and even dealing with some really, really difficult weather. uh, It really wasn't all that muddy in the main event. So uh, overall, yeah, pretty good.
4: Your fantasy team wasn't good, but other than that, you've been happy?
1: No, I'm still a little bitter. Like I'm, I'm okay. Like the first thing when I woke up in the morning, I, I you know, let some curse words fly. Um, but yeah, it's not completely ruining my day at the moment
4: anyway. Oh, good to hear. We're giving away a Fly Racing OGO layover bag to a lucky caller today again. Thanks to Pro Taper Max's Get and the guys at Fly Racing for coming on the show. Um, so uh, you want to talk to West or Four for these? What do you want to talk first? I got questions about both.
1: Uh, your choice.
4: Okay, Two Fifty West. Uh anything catch your eye outside of the normal going in Um, like McAdoo was great that that's my choice I want to see him do it again but for me Ferrandez Forkner and Cooper were really good and uh, I don't know but again I'm I'm not jumping in the jet bandwagon yet I'm gonna wait but for you what caught your eye as opposed to what you thought you see and what you did see
1: I think we saw a lot of what we expected. You know, the on both sides, there were a couple surprises. I was a little let down by Justin Cooper. I thought he would be better than that. And uh, I thought he rode really well through the afternoon. But he just didn't seem to find his rhythm in the main event. And he definitely let some points slip away there. You know, all of these guys in their return, whether it was Cooper Webb and Ken Roxon, or Justin Cooper and Forkner, and these guys, they really had to turn the tide. And we saw Shane McIrath able to do that. He came out and did exactly what he needed to do. He he reversed the momentum and he closed the points gap down to where it is a dogfight to the finish. And that's what Justin Cooper needed to do. And he he did the opposite. He uh, let Ferrandis open the gap even more, and he let Austin Forkner back in to make this a three-way fight. Um, But it's, you know, the upside. Uh, Obviously, Cameron McIndo was great. He came out, and we saw flashes of it in the West Coast, but it seemed like it was a flash followed by a big get-off. And he looked consistent. He didn't seem as sketchy as he's been, and you could just tell all the work uh, with Nick Way and Adam Cicerillo had really paid off. Uh, So those were the two pluses and minuses that really jumped out. Do
4: you think, like, so this is the first time, this break was super long, right?
1: Um yeah hundred and twenty three days
4: is 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 McAdoo now going to be a guy the rest of the way or was this a you know was this a hey uh he did more work on the break than some other guys and he's going to catch him catch him by surprise you know this is only a second career podium and once cooper Ferandas and uh um uh uh <laughs> what what am i thinking forkner? forkner sorry once those three get going. Like they'll, they'll, they'll be the 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 rise of the, or the, the cream of the crop, let's say, do you think? And, and, and was this a hangtown thing where the guy rides outdoors and catches some people by surprise, but eventually the, the top guys rise up? Or do you see McAdoo getting in the mix the rest of the way?
1: So I think there's, there's two things. One, I think McAdoo is just making good on some of the potential he showed earlier in the series. And Smoothed out a little bit because I think before to go the pace he really had to ride above his comfort level and all the work he's put in over the last 120 days it seems like he can go that pace inside his comfort level now which makes a big difference over the course of a 15 minute race you know crashes and big mistakes and all those things become less likely when you're a little bit more comfortable with that elite level pace on top of that where you ask if guys are going to catch up I don't believe there's really time. You know, it's, it's one of those things where there's no time to respond because this series is going to be over in nine days. So there's really no time to make improvements or regroup or put in any work that's going to really make a dent in any of the deficiencies that maybe you saw last week. So it's one of those things where I got, a lot of guys were probably reflecting yesterday and, man, I I didn't do enough or I lost some pace, or, hey, I'm coming in really good and really fast and all that work is paying off. Um, So for better or for worse, there's really not going to be a lot of time to respond and make a significant difference before this thing's over and done.
4: Okay, so knowing that and saying that, Cooper was off the podium, but I think in the next two races he's very capable of getting on the podium. Um, Yes, agreed. And obviously McAdoo just – so we got our four podium guys for the next two races. Who else can? Uh, I, I, would, I would argue that. Yeah. I'd no, no, no. That's ball. what I'm at. That's, yeah. where, that's where I'm going. Yeah. Who else is gonna? Who else can get on the box here in the last two rounds?
1: Well, I think I think Jed is certainly capable. Uh, he he has a lot of learning to do. You know, we we've seen that. If if there's one thing we've learned is that he needs to do a lot of learning. Still, uh, he's thrown away two podium finishes. You know, no doubt about that. Uh, and then you could argue he had a chance at another one this past weekend or this past Wednesday. Uh, So, yeah, anytime that he lines up, I think he's going to be a podium threat. It's just going to be, can he manage his own emotions and eliminate the mistakes that have plagued him thus far in in his professional career? And that's anybody's guess. Long-term, yes, of course he will. But short-term, I don't know. I don't know that he's just going to magically figure it out in a week. Uh, My guess would be he gets one podium out of the next three races, uh, and that would be most – uh, I guess out of the next two races, two races and his, yeah. Best, yeah, his best chance is going to be this Sunday because you won't have to deal with the likes of Sexton, uh, McElrath, and Nichols. But if you told me he crashed and got 15th or you told me he got second, I would not bat an eye at either one. That's just where, kind of where we're at with Jet. Uh The other guys that are possible, I do think Christian Craig has it in him. Now, whether he's going to mentally allow that to shine through and get out of his own way – that's anybody's guess. Uh, he, he has had so many difficult races where he has every piece of the puzzle. He just doesn't find a way to complete the puzzle. And he's the only one that can really do that. You know, and, and Connor Fields has really worked hard on the mental game with him because his talent is undeniable. He's on elite-level equipment, and he's one of the most proficient starters we've seen. So when you piece those things together – The results should come easy, and and somehow they're just not.
4: Do you think when the showdown comes in with McElrath and Sexton that they are on the level of Ferrandis and Forkner and Cooper? I do. I I do, too. I absolutely do,
1: yes. Uh, I I couldn't tell you who is the best, and that's what makes showdowns great. Um, But my honest opinion is the only one of the group that could actually run away would be Ferrandis. I I think if Ferrandis got the whole shot in the showdown, I really think he has enough pace to separate himself. The rest of the guys, I think it's a complete free-for-all, and it'll come down to starts and track design and, you know, making strategic decisions in the Mm -hmm. main event. Uh, But I I really think Ferrandis is kind of the alpha there, but his starts put him in, in a difficult situation more times than not to where he really can't run away.
4: Uh, let's take some phone calls here. Uh, Curtis is up first. He wants to talk some showdown. Curtis, what's up? Thanks for calling the Fly Race and Moto60 Show.
1: Hey, how's it going? Yeah. Uh, so my question was kind of just what you guys touched on. Uh, do you think we'll see the East Coast guys have that 10-second lead on the West Coast guys? Or will McAdoo be able to keep up with Forkner and Ferrandis and Sexton and McElrath in that?
4: Yeah, I think they're going to be really equal. Um, and I even think Nichols, JT, can get in there. Like I I think Nichols is you know, he'll get he'll be better.
1: Yeah, I don't have him pencil in for a podium at the showdown. Uh but for him to be battling with Christian Craig and McAdoo and Jet Lawrence, yeah, I would say all day on that.
4: Yeah. Um, what do you think? Kurt, what do you think? Who do you think wins?
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's gonna be a hard battle. Forkner can come out pretty pretty hot sometimes. Um so I think between that
2: and he's chasing the championship and Jackson's trying to hold off. It's it's going to be good.
4: Yeah, I think it'll be really. I think it'll be really interesting. And I think both championships are obviously going to be decided at that final round. And dude, we might see a we might see a radical swing for somebody. You know?
1: Yeah. What What do you think about this? Steve? So we've seen such a a big advantage. Well, seeming advantage for the the Monster Star Yamahas. And saying that, we just watched Austin Forkner win, and he's not on that bike. And Chase Sexton wins, who's not on that bike. But I, I think the edge that they've shown is, is hard to argue. You know, we've seen enough yeah. evidence that they seem to have a package advantage. So going into that showdown race, do you think there will be some strategic starting gate positioning done between, you know, guys like Colt Nichols and, and basically everybody that's not in this fight, whether it's McAdoo or Colt Nichols or Christian Craig, you know, I'm, t- I'm talking about the, the best starters in the sport on elite level equipment. Do you think they might say, "Hey, why don't you start next to Ferandez? You know, if you're if you're not in this title fight and you can help us, if you're Colt Nichols, why don't you go get on the inside of Chase Sexton and then, uh, yeah, let's just push him wide a little bit?
4: Hmm. Yeah, maybe that'd be interesting, right? Yep. I mean, I it's something that
1: you have to do anything. Yeah all crazy all you have to do is just get get the jump and just move over a little bit yep. and that really puts pressure on that guy because as soon as you move over on him, they chop the throttle and they go from a potentially top five star to mm-hmm. tens or back
4: yeah yeah absolutely uh thanks for the call kurt thank you
1: yeah thank uh, you
4: yeah it, uh showdown should be really great let's go to uh kicker bob kicker bob what's up man how are you
2: oh man i am doing great other than I can't hardly freaking watch the actual race because I'm having to watch it on a four-inch screen because NBC Sports Gold has to the Apple converter to HDMI for your big screen. Uh,
4: why? Why would they do that? What, what? That seems silly. I've called them. I called them. I chewed
2: them out. I did the rant like you guys always post on uh-huh. on the show, and they couldn't figure anything out. They they acted like, well, it just doesn't work with it. What? Can I, I can use it for so that's many other idea. things in this world with yeah. all the different sports, and I pay you eighty dollars to watch this, and I, this is all I get.
1: That can doesn't make screen mirror. No. What's what's that, Mark? Or JT? Can you Google Chromecast or screen mirror? That's that's how I do it, Bob. I couldn't. Oh. I couldn't hear him. Uh, JT, what would you say? I said, can you screen mirror, or can you use like oh. Google Chromecast, anything that will mirror your phone to the TV? Yeah,
4: you can screen, you can, uh, you can, you know, mirror Bob your uh, yep. your, your phone onto there. I, I, have you tried that?
2: Yeah, yeah. That well, that's what I'm doing is, I'm uh, well. And they they suggested, oh, you need to go get a Fire Stick because that'll work. <laughs> so I got to pay more money to go get a Fire yeah, Stick.
4: Yeah, I don't. Why would they do that? That's so stupid. I, yeah, I don't. That's really what really odd for sure. Yeah, so, I got to watch. I have Apple oh, TV. So I don't know. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I got to watch like a 10, 10 minutes of it, and then all of a sudden it goes black. And then it shuts down, and then it starts back up, and it's not a phone thing. I tried it with three different people's phones huh. with that same app. So, yeah, but to a better positive attitude, Roxanne, uh, he's getting there to a point. Jet Lawrence, oh, my gosh, man, that was phenomenal. My kids were excited. And then, oops, he didn't yeah. stay in. Yeah. But I'm excited for <laughs> him. I mean, that young of a racer, dude,
4: yeah. it's He's, he's good. He, he, he's making some mistakes, but he'll be good.
2: Yeah. Hey, what happened with Bam Bam? They never did show
1: that.
4: Uh, what JT? Did you hear anything about I th- his I wheel broke? Why, his, yeah.
1: I don't know what. I don't know which caused what, but he definitely jumped off the track and had a broken wheel. Now, how he got to that point, I have no idea. So he went that was flying. It wrong. sounded like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't. Yeah, I don't he's I don't. had a rough go the whole time, to be honest. Like, mm-hmm. Is he really going to be able to race.
4: Uh yeah he's fine I talked to him a little bit yeah yeah good good uh, well hey man all right
2: I'll let you go thanks kicker Bob get to others hey thanks a
3: lot glad you guys made it safe
4: thank you appreciate it thank you Marks you're our techie guy here what's kicker Bob talking about I'm
3: not actually sure
4: the HDMI
3: I don't yeah I don't use that
4: you don't use Apple TV that's how I do I I mean I've watched I've been in
3: Salt Lake, right. but
4: that's how I watch races when I'm home. Yeah. So,
3: uh, Rory did call to say that his work's fine still, so Kicker oh. Bob is high.
4: Okay. All that's right. what Rory well, said. Well, let's not sc- accuse Kicker Bob of being
3: high. <laughs> okay. He's uh, not high.
4: But. Right, right, right. Uh, let's go to Nate on two. Nate, what's going on, man? Hey, guys. First off, I just want to say you guys are just absolutely
5: killing the podcast game lately. Um, thank you my family has actually been up in michigan and i've been able to just stream podcasts all day long and it's been so awesome
4: cool yeah i um, know it i mean look we went, during the shutdown we weren't producing shows we weren't doing much because there wasn't much going on and the part of the deal that we have with all of our partners is that when things are going on we have to produce shows so that's you know there's no that's for me i, I just like yeah that's what we got to do we got to do shows it sucks that we're, we're hammering them hammering hammer them out so much but that's part of the deal you know so
5: no, Absolutely, and I feel best kicker Bob. I, I do know one thing though HDCP is uh, you might want to make sure your HDMI cable is compliant with that. Sometimes it doesn't work on the TV otherwise. Um, anyway, I want to talk about Ram it a little bit, and you yeah. guys touched on maybe his ceiling. I was wondering though if there were fans present at Rice Eccles,
4: how loud would they have
5: gotten when he put Paranus up on on the oh, face? Yeah. That's
4: a great point. Like, well. Wow. First of all, does, does Fernandes get booed if there's fans? Do people remember, JT, do you think? Do, do you think it picks it right back up?
1: No. No, I, I don't it's think so. It's been too long? Um, okay. The, the world has just changed since then. There's been so many other things that are actually serious and actually matter compared to what people are booing Fernandes for. I, I don't think there would have been at all. And then you're, you're in a completely different part of the country than we were. Um, yeah, I don't think you would have seen any of that.
4: All right. Anything else? No, nah, that's all I got. All Thanks. right. Thanks. Thanks so much for all the content, and no. yeah, you guys have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. Appreciate it. Awesome. Uh, let's go into. Uh, we got a fantasy question also, but Carlos, Carlos, what's going on, man?
6: Well, man,
2: he already did it. I was just gonna compliment you guys on all the content you're putting out. Um, I don't think anyone out there is doing as many many hours as you've put into it though you know, you're doing <laughs> wow. four or five hour shows that's, that's
4: awesome yeah no thank you again you know that's there's racings now and we want to talk about it and there's lots lots of angles to get into and whether it's uh, jt or anton or that bastard Wygan or whatever everyone's helping me out you know and and you know props to brayton and bowers and starling and, and nick and all these guys coming by the in undisclosed location in salt lake city right like they're going yeah, out of their way awesome. to come on the shows which is cool i really appreciate that so
2: yeah. yeah. Hey, and uh, to that guy that called about the NBC app, um, you can, uh, if you've got a smart TV, you can download the app on the TV. True. You can yeah. uh, airplay it. Yeah. You could play it on the Fire TV, Xbox, PS4. I think, think, yeah, think
4: about device. all the ways that you could get apps now, well, right? I will yeah. will qualify that. Yeah.
1: Not every TV. Yeah, app, I've like, used every a, single one oh, of Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. JT, what? If you have a Samsung, you cannot download the app. So I just want to qualify some of some of what he's saying like, oh. I, I can't download the app on the samsung tv
4: on a smart tv it's a smart tv for apps and stuff and all that yeah and you yes. can't do
1: it? i mean it's huh. no well it depends on the model that's what i'm telling you yeah, yeah. smart tv or not depending on the model some, right. some models you can samsung cannot.
4: right uh thanks carlos thank you man yep thank you appreciate it uh pulp mix fantasy question from uh from todd todd what's up what's your pulp mix fantasy question
6: how you doing steve good how are you Good, good. So I'm looking for the expert advice on... Well, I'm having a terrible
4: year. I might not be your guy. (laughs) JT is, though, but
6: go ahead. JT, somebody can answer this. So so currently, um, I'm sitting with 3,402 points, which isn't bad. That's like ranked 27th. And up until Salt Lake City, I've been, like since Tampa, I've been 267-plus every week on my scores until Salt Lake, it's went south in a hurry. So so my question to you guys is, so ranked like number 27 with 34.02 points, so are people going to be swinging for the fences for the last three rounds, trying to make up ground, or do you play conservative and get all eight people in the main and hope people come up short, looking for your advice moving forward, that's all?
1: Well, I think there's, there's two ways to look at it, and you, you mentioned both. I can tell you from my experience, so far in these solid grounds, I have done better when I've taken big chances. Yep. When I've tried to be conservative, uh, it has not gone well for me. Right. Now, when you say that, you also have to understand that being aggressive comes with a lot of risk. When <laughs> I was aggressive, I took Adam Insignat. Uh, I took Darian Sinai. I took some really big gambles, and they all yep. happened to pay off on the same night, right? But then yep. I... I tried to go uh, with Freddie Noren the next weekend, and that bit me pretty bad. So this right. weekend, this past round, I went full conservative, the most conservative I could, and it went pretty poorly as well. So I think for me, going conservative is not really working. And it's not going right. to gain anything, so I'm just going to send it the last three. And if it doesn't go well, then nothing lost, nothing gained, right?
6: I, I, right. I would right. rather
1: go down swinging than I would be conservative and doing what weed does, which is just end up mediocre.
6: <laughs> so first-lap yeah. leaders, do you guys go? I know there's quite a few you know, back and forth on that. What do you all think about yeah. that? Yes or no? I went, I
1: went yes. both last weekend. I went uh, okay. Justin Cooper and Cooper Webb, and if Justin Cooper – would have been assertive on the fir- in the first rhythm section. I would have got both yeah. right, but even getting one right, one wrong, that's still a net eight point gain. So yeah, I'm gonna go for both yeah. of them all the way I, through.
4: I would, yeah, I would stay away from the first lap leader on the showdown because that might be there's a lot of candidates, but this weekend, go Cooper or Ferrandes, I think with those bikes, you know, obviously Forkner You're going got for it. Andes? I mean, Ferrandis is right there. Ooh. You know, I I, really? I just think you You're got going it. For I'm saying, a star Yamaha guy. I think you got it if you if you're, you're going to go,
1: you know. I thought I thought you meant to say Justin Cooper. That's all I'm, I was No, terrifying. no, no.
4: Cooper or Ferrandis, I said. Star Yamaha. Both okay.
6: yeah, Yamaha. Yeah,
4: for sure. Go. Though. But I mean, Forkner got it this weekend. Uh Webb yeah. and Osborne right now are crushing the 450s first to the finish line. So, yeah. I go with one of those two, right JT? If you're going to go with any 450 yeah. guys, one of those two. Uh,
1: just a little heads up. Yep, just a heads up for this weekend and I know most of you haven't seen it yet, but the track map is very long to get back to the finish so they're going to do almost an entire lap before they get to the finish so just keep that in mind if you you know i don't know how that will play out in your picks but it's not going to be nearly as short of a run as it was this past weekend which is basically if you got the start you were there this this weekend you're going to have to do a full lap
4: todd for me and i've gotten top 100 you know three series in a row or four series in a row until this one this has been this has been a terrible for me but I I do – like, I take a swing on one guy. Like, okay. like I always go, okay, like, I get an all-star that has a lot little bit of a margin, and then I'll go a couple of guys that I think are going to – in the main event and they're going to do well, and then there will be a guy that I take a swing on. A-Ray, Deuce Deuce, right. Freddie, yep. uh, one guy per class where I'll be like, I think that's the guy. Now, I'm not – you know, that that's kind of my strategy. Again, this year has been god-awful for me, so – Um, you know, I don't really know what I'm doing, but, um, generally I try to take a chance with one guy. I rarely will go like, you know, two, 12 handicaps or whatever, you know, very rarely, unless it's, you know, an obvious pick, but yeah, that's, that's my strategy.
6: There you go. Cool. Like last week, I went on a 250 class. I swung for it, and I actually did pretty well. I took Halpin, Fleming, and Shock. I know he oh, you had Jesus. your $50 bet. Jesus. And I hit it. I mean, I had like uh, wow. 296 was my score. Yeah. Two, no, 286. So, yeah. But I, it was uh, it made it interesting, but it was a little scary. So, oh, yeah. Uh,
4: that's, that's ballsy. You
6: know. That's ballsy. Yeah. <laughs> you don't
1: need to be asking us. We need to be asking you.
6: Yeah, really? Nah, it was pure luck. But, uh, but anyway, I, I was more, I guess, about. the... Yeah, it, it, and this honestly, this has made it uh, so much more fun to watch Supercross. I got to hand it to you guys. I'm I'm glad I uh, joined this thing. So yeah. appreciate it.
1: No, you it, know we yeah, it's been fun. We have a lot of people that reach out to us via social media and email and all kinds of things about the game, which is awesome. Yep. We love that. Yep. And yep. anytime you can have someone who has never played before and they sign up for the first time and they're like getting top ten scores, that tells yep. you how much luck is involved. You know there yeah, are. Exactly people's girlfriends they're like oh we've, she's never played before she doesn't even know who these people are and she gets the right. you know, top five and that happens all right. the time so yeah. it's a blessing and a curse because the luck factor is so big but i think it also brings new people in because it, there is such a luck a luck factor that you don't have to know everything about everyone to get a high score you can simply go off the practice times and do okay
6: and right if there are
3: and any gaming commissions us. listening it's a game of skill
6: Right, and Steve, right. you brought up a good point a while back. It can, it can either make your night or it can oh. ruin it. When I got like 188, I was so pissed, wow. you, but then made up for it the next week.
4: You so. and JT can <laughs> hang out together because, good God, it affects his life way too much. Oh, it's
6: painful, um, but it's uh, –
4: Yeah, I agree. Anyway. Hey, say, Todd, we're going to give you that fly racing OGO layover bag, all right? Oh, right on. Thanks, cool. dude. Thanks for, staying on the, thanks for calling. Thanks for playing. Stay on the line. We'll get your information, all right?
6: Thank you, sir. You right, bet. Thank, thank you.
4: Uh, JT, before we let you go, I need your top five – Observations from Salt Lake City from the four rounds. Just good, bad, on the track, off the track, whatever. Five things like that, that have stuck out for you.
1: Yeah, so this, I feel like I'm on David Letterman. Okay. This is cool. Okay. So this is my list. Uh, these are uh, in no particular order. Uh, number five uh, was my surge into the belly of the beast during the protest to get Chipotle. <laughs> okay. That's number five. Uh, number four was the Tomac and Webb performance where they lapped uh, all the way up to, they lapped Zach Osborne. In fourth, which is, yep. Yeah, it's just one of those rides where we'll, we'll remember for a long time, or at least we should. It was that, that good of a performance. Uh, number three is Jason Wygant yelling into the microphone while he was doing the spotting. I don't know why he has to yell that loud. Um, he actually does have a microphone that is attached to a sound system, mm-hmm. so they don't doesn't have to yell.
4: Snapper! Snapper! Hey snapper!
1: Yeah. Right. <laughs> His, laugh. Right. His laugh was was super creepy. Yeah. Um number two will be uh Cooper Webb yelling at Eli Tomac and Roxon on the starting line and for those of you that haven't heard and I will quote uh I hope you MFers and he didn't say MFers, I hope you MFers are ready for a battle. Anybody who's going to scream that at a competition on the starting line, uh, yeah, that's... You're on board. You're uh, on board with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because I've been... You know, I, I raced a long time. We know that, right? I raced a lot of main events over a long period, and I never heard anyone trash-talking on the line ever in my entire career, let alone yelling curse words at competition. Okay. So, yeah, yeah, that's pretty next nice level. And the number one is the rekindling... Of the Ricky Carmichael and Steve Mathis relationship. That <laughs> is my number one We're back. Development. We're back. That is my number one development. Yeah.
4: Yeah, there might... Yeah. It, it, who knew? You know? Uh, you know. Hey, it's been a long time coming. It's been a long There's
1: time. There's been a lot, of, a lot of hard feelings and a lot of harsh words thrown back and forth from both <laughs> sides, and nobody was innocent. Enough. Both when, sides.
4: When we were yeah. hashing it out, he he said, I don't know where what happened where we went wrong. And I said, honestly, I don't know either. (laughs) I said, and and he goes, you know, I know that things have been said. And I was like, yeah, things have been said on my end too, bro. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Well, and and I obviously know you very well, and you are not a person that will back away from a conversation, even at your own detriment. So if, if he was looking for someone who, who was going to just cower down, he was looking in the wrong place. So Uh, I'm just happy that everybody's kind of, you know, turned their cheek and you guys are both realizing that there's no upside to any of that. And and the best move is to be cool, right? We're all adults. And everybody says something they wish they could take back at times. And I I truly believe that Ricky is a much, I don't want to say better person because that's not really how I mean it. Um, I think he he used the world much differently now than he used to. I would agree and with that. that uh, yep, I yeah.
4: would I would totally agree with that. Like he, like he made comment to me about a few things that changed for him, you know, and yeah. how it's how it's 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 not worth it to him anymore for certain things. Well, right? he,
1: he had this mentality when he raced that it was it was Ricky against the world. Yeah, and it's not it doesn't have to be that way, right? It feels that way when you're in the moment, and whatever it takes to to make you be your best on race day, I get it. But that's not the life we you know he lives anymore right, it right. Can be cool to people and and the understanding of other people's perspectives
4: all right well cool thank you for coming on appreciate it we'll uh we'll talk soon man thank you I
1: guess all right, guys, all right.
4: that's jason Thomas from fly racing flyracingcom uh, thanks to the folks at get and pro taper and maxis all on board with this show maxis uh, Official tire of Alex Ray. The pro, folks at Pro Taper have been uh, doing a good job with uh, Chad Reed and JGR and the Geico team, and of course Rockstar Husky. God, the Rockstar Husky guys have just, they're all over the, the practice times. They're all over the podium. They're, yeah, uh, outside of Dino, but Dino's had really good speed. And they use Pro Taper, thanks to Get and Athena as well, of course. Um, and uh, all right, uh, on to Kyle, you want to talk about a drop round for Pulp Fantasy?
5: Yes, sir. So, I know we've done this in the past. I know it's not part of the rules, but we keep saying we're in the unprecedented times, and that we are. And I think it would help a lot of people out. Um, of course, I'm, I'm speaking for myself because I missed the last round. I didn't get my picks in on time. And uh, I don't want to make excuses. I know, you know, these days we all have smartphones. But, unfortunately, some people are in jobs where if they're still on uh, their smartphone, they're going to catch a lot of grief. So, I missed a round.
4: Um, you know what, Kyle? I'm kind of with you. Marks is not. But, like, we had a pandemic. We have Wednesday races in the day. You know, we have Sunday day races. We got Wednesday races. We got a pandemic. Like, I don't know, Marks.
3: My only thing is it's so late into the season. I know. If we would have announced it, like, before the Salt Lake rounds had started or even after like the first. I know. And, and m-
4: remember, we've had to announce drop rounds the previous two years when we said there'd be no drop rounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and
3: remind me, why would we do those drop rounds the times before?
4: Because we had some issues on our end. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. We had like uh, yeah. server stuff and you know, there was some glitches and stuff. So, um, maybe, maybe put a poll up,
5: put a poll up and let the, let the, uh, let the people decide.
4: Listen, I'll tell you th- I'll tell you this, Kyle, I will approach the board
3: we'll we'll discuss
4: and we'll 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 come up with it we'll see one way or another we'll figure it out i'm kind of on your side though kyle i am honestly i'm a little on your side because of all the crazy stuff and i got a few texts from i got texts from two close friends of mine that are like dude i forgot my team wednesday like i just told (laughs) like
3: like, i will say the entries have been a little low on the uh, day races right and i think it's you know for reasons like kyle mentioned so
4: right so kyle we'll run up the flagpole so we'll see okay Hey, that's all I could ask for. I appreciate that, guys. All right. Thank you, man. Thank you. Thanks. From Swap Moto Live, it's Michael Antonovich. Anton, what's up, buddy?
0: What's up, boys? How was the drive back to Vegas?
4: Uh, it was good. Yeah, it was fine. Uh, no problem. Uh, I went out mountain biking with Cade in the morning and uh, jumped in my truck and drove straight here. So,
1: how's it? I didn't just blow you out, right?
4: No. No, no. I'm in the okay. studio. Mark's is here. We're, we're Yeah, we're in. Um, just making sure. <laughs> I, I Did I think about not telling anybody? Yes, but no, it, we're, we're doing it. Um, hey, uh, how's everything with swap and being banned from the races and all of that? Has it made your life harder, easier, the same? Um, there,
0: I, I will have to say that five-page thread on Vital was like Moto Talk at its finest because it started out just... Shit talking Don and then it turned into a protest about how the Revolutionary War started and it's just awesome. So it it took a full uh, it took a full course there. I enjoyed did. every click of it. Uh for everybody that has been clicking on that thing, me and Don have said over and over again what really happened. But you can tend to believe that he's a prick. And that's just your deal. But, yeah, it's been fine. Like, yeah. he's been good. He's been mountain biking. I've been getting my work done. I, he's been getting his work done. It's do been th- all good.
4: Do you think he told his family what happened? Because he's staying there and mountain biking. <laughs> do you think uh, he told his family, like, oh, hey, I'm not even on the races, by the way.
0: Hey, I'm not even there. Um, uh, I, I think he had to, you know. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, too, I think that they're just like, oh, yeah, dad's at summer camp, so it's fine
4: swap motor live guys just rebels Bam. it really does it's a lot not like for street it's, really
0: any, it's not like it's really any different for Don anyway he, he rides just as much it's just yeah. new trails
4: yeah no you got a good point you're absolutely right um, alright Anton I did this, I threw this at JT um, top five things for you for these four rounds in Salt Lake on track off track good bad whatever what's, what's stuck out for you five things
0: um, it's really cool to see the camaraderie between everyone you know Uh, Those moments down in the starting line, it's cool to hear everybody talking. Some of those pre-race conversations that I've heard have been hilarious. Uh, I didn't get to hear Cooper screaming at everybody, but on Sunday, that, that Sunday before when the protest happened, I did get to hear a handful of riders talk about their reaction to the Antifa protest and their gun closets at home. That was hilarious. So it's cool to see like a different side of everybody up here because there are No fans and no announcing and all that stuff going on that drowns out all that noise. And it seems like everybody's just getting along really, really well. Um, The lighting at Rice-Eccles Stadium is awesome. Like shooting photos is cool. You know, I I really have a good time doing that. Mm -hmm. Uh, Having the races at so many different times and in you know so much different light, photos have been great. So that's been cool. Oh, interesting. I never.
4: Yeah, I never. I would never have thought of that, right? I'm not down there. I'm not a photographer and any of that. Yeah, interesting.
0: Because, like, you know, we shoot at night all the time, dark lights and all that. So almost every photo, it's certain stadiums look the same. Right. But with these ones here, like, yeah, it sucks that guys had to jump into the sun in that end zone triple on Wednesday night, but at the same time, too, it lit the photos in such a cool way Mm -hmm. that you kind of get that Osaka Supercross look like with the Bradshaw photo. Like, you get that really cool, bright color look that you typically don't get inside, like, a a lit stadium. Mm -hmm. Um, The finish line photos have been... Awesome. Like shooting that one of Malcolm and Big James was really, really cool. That's probably one of my favorite photos I've ever shot. And then that Ken photo, or that Cooper and Ken photo from the heat race this weekend, I mean, that's just, that's badass. I think that was really cool just to see Cooper's antics like that. And then how Ken, you know, is looking directly at him through all of it, which then leads into the next thing. Webb is instigating the hell out of everybody. And this is funny to hear, too. Like JT said, like, you never hear it so openly done like that.
4: How, you about, like, yeah. oh. how about the press conference where he's like, yeah, I'm trying to, but Eli seems like a... But
0: nobody's biting. Yeah, only one guy. I mean, he, he's really trying on both dudes, and it's really only impacted Ken. But Eli's been really, really strong against that, which I'm surprised by, because that really shows Eli has figured out how to stand up to the pressure a little bit more than he has in the past. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, like Ralph said in one of those races that... Uh, Cooper watched the Last Dance, and he's he's really entertained by Michael Jordan. And the one thing that I remember from those documentaries is uh, how much shit talk Michael Jordan did. So it's it's very evident that that was Cooper's big takeaway was just rattle everybody by belittling them all the time. Yeah. And so it, it's it's paying off for him a little bit. And then uh, last thing, to have so much stuff in such a short amount of time. Everybody's working overdrive right now. You know, we're putting out more content than ever you, me, Swap Motor Live, Racer X. Uh, the racers are doing more than ever. The guys are at the track all day, every day. The mechanics are doing something all day, every day. So it's really cool to see how much goes into making this sport happen. And I really appreciate how hard everybody has to work to do this because nobody's really cutting corners anywhere, and and they can't right now. So it's been cool to see everybody step up and rise to the occasion.
4: Yeah, it does seem like everyone's wide open, right? I mean, we're getting some we're getting some good serious mountain biking in, but it does seem like everybody's wide open.
0: Yeah, like almost not enough time in the day.
4: Yeah, yeah, I would agree with you. So, uh, let's get some phone calls quickly here before we uh, before we get to the 450 class. Uh, Sean's on four. Sean, what's up, man? How are you?
5: Good, man. Hey, yeah, um, I just want to quick – I know this is about Supercross, but what does everybody think about the uh, Loretta's national this summer? I'm pretty pumped
4: about it. Dude, uh, I haven't been there since 1998. Anton, have you ever been there?
5: I
0: haven't. I'm planning on going for the first time this summer. Right.
4: I don't know. A lot of skepticism in the pits for sure. That track's not a 450 track. It's not a national track. We'll see, maybe they'll change it, maybe they'll reroute it, um, but yeah, a lot of a lot of eyebrows raised on that one, uh, Sean, in the pits, yeah,
5: so
0: I've never been there, but it's like you, yeah if you said it's not a four fifty track It's, like it's a,
5: what like so even it's, the two fifties are probably gonna be,
4: too bad yeah, far. it's just narrow, it's tight, uh, yeah, it's just you know it was built Jumps for, aren't big, jumps aren't big, yeah, all of that like yeah, so oh we'll, yeah
0: you know what that might be about maybe i'm overshooting too all right right Yeah, i just want to know i know that you can too.
4: we'll so. see yeah we'll see what they do i mean you know obviously they got to change some stuff so maybe they'll do a, a, a good job but as of right now everyone's like really with eyebrows raised i will say that so yeah okay um, thanks for all the right. call thank thanks, you man it. appreciate it thank you brain what's up man hey boys um
5: so help please so I know, Steve, I know I've obnoxiously pointed out that I love outdoors more exponentially than than Soupy, And let's be honest, Soupy's over now. Either, either 450, either way it happens. But last Sunday was a great race, obviously. But all I could think was, holy cow, is there going to be any reason to even watch 450 outdoors sans a 2015 Thunder Valley Wipeout by Eli? I mean... Oh, my goodness, this is not good.
4: Don't you think Webb can stay with him outdoors? For 20 motos? or 22?
5: Yeah. No, I I
0: thought so last last year. Okay, so if Eli wins this title, I saw somebody pitch this theory on Twitter the other day, and I had already had the same thought like a few hours prior. Cooper won the Supercross title last year and then went through those first few races outdoors in kind of the funk of like, yeah, I did it. What's there to prove? You kind of have the Supercross title burnout. What's to say that Eli doesn't have the same problem through the first few races? And then Cooper or somebody else gets to strike and take advantage of that and then take all of that momentum into the summer because the power, sh- or the power shift could totally happen between those two. Um, yeah, and I honestly, too, you can't think that Supercross is over right now because three races left, Eli got a really, really bad start on Sunday and even admitted that he could have gotten a little panic there. So there's nothing to say that he could not fall into the same old Eli mistake Sunday, Wednesday, or next
5: Sunday.
4: There you go, Brian. Well, Anton it, just laid it, it, it out not, for you.
5: Well, it's not over. It's, I mean, it's over if Eli takes care. It's over if Eli crashes, too, because, I mean, Kenny ain't catching Cooper. But, I mean, who's going to do it besides Cooper? Maybe Zach? I mean, does Marvin even have a knee? Kenny can't breathe? Jason Anderson? Nah, come on now. I mean who else is gonna do it? Is it Adam? Maybe. Maybe, I yeah. I mean, you do have to keep it on two wheels. I don't know, man. I mean can we just have can we just have four photos of two fifty?
4: No, we can't. Know. No, we can't.
5: No. I know that. But I mean, I don't know. I'm I'm just
4: Yeah <laughs> all right.
5: I'm a little discouraged.
4: Alright, Brian, hang in there. It'll be alright.
0: Uh, Thank you, man.
4: See you, Thanks. A... He's very upset, Brain. He's very upset about the outdoors. Yeah.
0: Hell, enjoy the racing we got right now because this has been incredible.
4: Yeah. Uh, Dustin, what's going on, man? What's your question? Hello? Hi, Dustin. Hey, sorry. I'm, I'm at work right now trying to sneak around to answer take this call.
6: <laughs> um, I said the question was uh, Justin Barsha. Uh, I him at Anaheim 1 talking about um, riding coaches. Um, he's, I think he said Levi I don't know if he's talking about Levi Kilberger, but you get a guy of that caliber like Justin Barsha has a winning races or someone that's a main event guy but not at that level what can they benefit a pro
5: rider at that at that uh, uh, that speed and everything.
4: Yeah, I think they can benefit a lot. I think everybody can if they can afford a guy, right? Uh, the guy that's been there and done that and uh, help your pro guy out. Uh, we've seen, you know, you don't need to be a national champion to, to be a good riding coach. So, um, yeah, I think you could really benefit, Dustin, a, a guy. You know, um, just somebody that's been there before, knows what to do, knows the good things, the bad things that happen. Maybe he can tell you to stop hanging out with certain people. So, all right, I can't deal with that noise. Um, all right, Anton, so... Um, Look, it's turned into a Webb-TOMAC deal here, I think, and there's no reason for me to think it's going to be any different for the next two, three?
0: Yeah, same. Right? I think it's you're really going to see those two, and uh, I think it's awesome because that's not a rivalry or a battle pairing that we expected so much. I think Cooper was kind of counted out, and he kind of fought his way back into it. And yeah, Eli's in a different mindset right now you know, almost into defense mode to get this championship secured. But at the same time, too, like, there's a lot of pride and money on the line, and he does want to race for wins. Um, that Sunday race was amazing. Like, I rewatched it last night. It's been great. You know, I, to see those two guys, too, uh, that's a really, really big difference in rivalry, too. Completely different riding styles, completely different everything, and they're just going at it.
4: Was Ken- Look, I know Kenny's result was better but he still dropped back a little bit there. Uh, was it better for Ken Roxon? I mean, I know on paper it was, but is there hope for this thing for him?
0: Um, so I don't know if you talked to anybody at Honda and there really wasn't any information in the press release, but when he was riding in the 450 main event like those last few laps, even after he had already like dropped a few positions, kept looking at the rear of the bike, and then when he came off the track, he'd looked right down at it and thought he had her flat tire again. So... I'm not sure if they're like if they're now missing something with the bike setup or if it's all him now too, or what it is. But I think with Ken, like it is what it is. And if he can put in a really good charge in those first few races and then use those last or the first 10 minutes and then use the last 10 minutes to try to just maintain position, he could do okay. But at the same time too, like when he got off the track, and went up to do that podium inter- or that post-race interview, he has a very, like, he looked, defeated worked. look. Oh, he he look, has a defeated yeah. look in his face, like, yep. shit, i got to keep doing this. It's going to keep happening, and there's no end in sight, you know? Yep. I don't think it's going to get substantially better, but I think that he's just going to have to realize at a certain point, like, hey, it is what it is, and I need to do my best here and not just get beaten down at the same time.
4: Yeah, it, it'll be... God, how frustrated must he must be when he was riding behind Webb there and he was faster in the whoops, could pull alongside him. He did get him at one point. So Webb went around the outside and got him back. Like, God, he'd have been so frustrated.
1: Yeah,
0: and, I mean, he was given everything he had at him, too. And Cooper's, Cooper's race strategy to stick towards that left lane in the whoops and then block off the inside line in the next turn, I mean, it stopped Ken every single time. And yeah. then he would do the same thing down that next rhythm section, you know, start on the right, the last three jumps, veer to the left, block off the inside line. Like, yep. yeah, it had to be frustrating, and Ken tried, but at the same time, too, like, he really should have parked he parked him or shoved him a wheel, something. But I think Ken knew, yeah, yeah if I do that, right. I'm just going to antagonize him, yep. and I'm going to run out of energy, and then he's going to destroy me later on. And there's no point in doing
4: that. I agree. I think, yeah, you don't want to do that. He'll get you. You know what I mean? You know it because um, you're not 100% if you can, You know that. Yeah. Um, um hey chad reed how did the season best finish i don't know if anybody really noticed season best finish for the reed uh for reed there it kind of
0: sucks that like it, the thought hit me yesterday because chad posted it there's only three of these left to go like it's gonna be it's gonna suck to see him kind of go away like this and there's really not a lot of fanfare and there's not a lot of anything he's just kind of back there and it's ending unceremoniously but yeah good for Chad because he's looked much much better Uh, he was limping though on the way out of the track the other night so I don't know if he kinked something or whatever
4: yeah he's he's been better on the KTM hasn't he He yeah he looks
0: comfortable he looks like he's having fun you know he's throwing whips and stuff like that so that looks like it's been a nice thing and maybe there's you know hope that he stays around I don't think we're gonna just see Chad disappear like he'll do something for a while to come
4: dude I kind of think he races next year We'll see. I don't know. I really don't know because, like,
0: if that was the case, I, I would be surprised with him posting, you know, three to go, all this stuff, whatever. You know what I mean? Like, if he was going to plan a race next year, you wouldn't hype up that this is the end and then uh, got gotcha you at the end of next year.
4: Uh, switching gears to the 250 class, do you think this is uh, this is indicative of McAdoo going forward for the next two rounds? Like, is he – okay, well, the showdown might be tough, but this this race coming up, is he – is he just in the mix for podiums?
0: I would hope um, for him. That would be a huge, huge leap after you know missing, uh, you know, being on the podium in Vegas last year and then getting hurt at St. Louis this year and then having to rebuild. I mean, that's a big leap from going on the sidelines straight to the podium in your first race back. Like that uh, would be good for him because he has all the potential to do so. You know, there's very few guys that work harder than him in the 250 class on one of the best bikes. Nick's not going to let him miss a beat in training or his technique or anything like that so yeah this could be his chance he just has to eliminate any of the McAdoo panic in the early laps like Nick stated on the Monday show with you and me the other night like when he gets out there he gets overwhelmed and then he makes these dumb mistakes you got to learn hey just settle into the pace and let it come to him instead of forcing the issue when it doesn't need to be
4: between McAdoo and AC Nick has his hands full trying to calm guys down Right, and Nick is the most even keeled person there
0: is. Yeah. I mean, yes, he has a lot of excitement, but you don't see Nick swing one way or the other too gnarly.
4: No, no, I know exactly. Right, so um, the the Lawrence brothers, Hunter, a little underwhelming, I would say, first Supercross ever. Let's cut him some slack for sure. Uh, and Jet continues to make mistakes. So
0: I don't. You didn't do the media scrum that we had yesterday. No, um, but I asked Jet about this. So. When he came off the finish line after the main event on the 250 race the other night, 11th place finish, the last guy, he did not get lapped, so he was the last person to go across the finish line. Yep. Completely silent in the stadium, and you can just hear him screaming the F word over and over. And then he started punching himself in the helmet. Hmm, interesting. And I was just like, okay. And he did it again, like riding off the track. And I'm like, hey, dude, like, are you your own worst critic? Are you this? He's like, yeah, I really have to understand, like, to back it down a little bit and I even ask like you know you have Johnny O'Mara who's a very well-rounded person and, and is very calm is he trying to instill some calmness in you and he's like yeah Johnny is but then he knows I'm 16 and I'm going to get caught up in the moment every now and then stuff like this is going to happen so he really has to back it down and stop putting himself in these like mistake situations but he'll figure it out you know yeah. this is only his fourth Supercross ever so not too bad for Hunter, um, that was an eventful day. I think maybe even a little bit overwhelming in a lot of regards. You know, excitement and then getting into it with Forkner and then exchanging words there, having to go to the LCQ. Like, yeah, he had about as eventful of a rookie debut as you could have. So hopefully he gets all that stuff past him on this next one. And then, hell, a top seven finish in your second Supercross is really good for any standard. You know, it doesn't matter what kind of bike you're on. So hopefully. He can just focus on that stuff this this weekend and do what he needs to do and not worry too much about everything else.
4: Yep. Uh. And uh, and Craig rode well, completing the Geico team. Craig rode well. Fell down early. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's got to avoid those mistakes. But when he got up, he rode he rode well. So.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Christian's there to do what he does. You know, he sat there and let Serrano and McAdoo get into it, or and then Mosman and McAdoo get into right. it. So like, yeah. He he knows how to outlast the class. That's another thing he said in the media room yesterday. Like hard to go from the 250 class to the 450 class because the 450 guys are real established and veterans and they don't act all crazy and he goes and the 250 kids just go nuts and he has to deal with that so he wants to ride real calm but he can't because everybody else in the class is just going balls to the wall from the minute the gate drops
4: absolutely swap Moto Live please check him out uh, on Instagram and of course on the web and everything else you guys are doing podcasts you're doing uh, race reports all that kind of stuff so thanks Anton appreciate it
0: We'll shout out because Maxis is a part of your show, Maxis uh, Quarantine Daily Show that we have too. So if you guys want to watch that, there's been some cool one-on-one interviews with guys.
4: Awesome. Thanks, man. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Mathis. Thank you. Thank you, everybody, for listening. FlyRacing.com, Maxis, the folks at Get, Pro ProTaper, all on board with us. Thanks for listening. We are back in SLC on Monday night for the Publix Show. And uh, the wrap-up show and uh, and all of that stuff. So uh, thank you for listening. Marks? Yes, sir. Great work today. Thank you. Much better than the other guy. I appreciate it. Way better. Yeah. Thanks for listening, everybody. Fly Race the Moto60 Show. Enjoy Supercross.